one. Hello, welcome to yet another episode of The Underpaid and The Underqualified with your hosts, Vince and... Jaw. All right, and we're back in this happy year we call 2020. Um, yeah, but we got something a little unique this time. Uh, 30 episodes in, we got not one. We're 32 two. episodes in. 32? Yeah. It's so professional over here. 32 episodes in, we have not one, but two guests, two of my personal friends. Introducing Randy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and Nicole. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, these are two of my friends That's that me. I paid, that I paid to do the podcast. Uh, how you guys doing? Paid pretty poorly, but we're here. <laughs> we're paying from our advertisement budget, which is zero dollars. <laughs> That's true. Now I'm here for the fun. Now thanks, uh, Vince, for inviting us. <laughs> Of course. And uh, yeah, with uh, Zoom, we thought it was a good time. Uh, Nicole, you're in Maryland, right? Yep. I'm Will, in you're in San Yeah, you're in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. And we met, how did we meet? High school? <laughs> nah, before that, man. Creekside, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, me and Will met in middle school. I've uh, been tight friends ever since. I think cross country is the thing that really made us all like really tight, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you guys knew each other in middle school? That's cute. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always tell Will the same thing. I'm like, it's so cute <laughs> that we met in middle school. <laughs> if you guys have any stories about Vince, feel free to chime in. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> dude. Nah, I, I wipe <laughs> oh, my that, that's, a, that's another episode altogether. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to charge extra for that. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have the budget to pay for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, how you guys doing? How's your week going? You can go. Each each person. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, what I do? I'm looking to move. Actually, this you know, coronavirus has caused half of my house to move out. So really? we've been losing. Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, we've been losing money every day. So yeah, Ew, that's yeah, yeah. Looking to move to the beach, maybe. We got to see. You know, prices are crazy oh, out here. So. Santa Barbara, you're talking about. <laughs> No, no one's left. Otherwise, maybe you know. Yeah. I'm working remotely anyway. I technically could. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, it didn't sell down there. Yeah, did the company you work at say that uh, you can work remotely forever? <laughs> they didn't say forever, but end of year. <laughs> that's uh, I feel like a few companies I've heard have said that, right? Like that what? it's a permanent thing. Wasn't it Google or something like that? Uh, so Twitter is you don't have to ever work in the office anymore facebook is depending on the department but for the most part a lot of them are like do whatever you want my company is like it's indefinite we don't know have fun oh. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody goes and moves and then that's when they announce that you can't work remote anymore <laughs> yeah mm. so it really depends on each company everyone's different but for the most part everyone's saying like either september or end of the year yeah okay mm. fair enough Funny enough, mentioning Twitter, that's where me and Job met, for anyone who doesn't know, even though I said it before the podcast, so I think everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, now we know for speak. sure. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, how's your week going, Nicole? Uh, it's crazy. Well, I'm in a school for nursing, so I have their exams next week. So I just like literally been studying nonstop. Um, and then adjusting to the humidity out here, it's like 80 degrees humidity, ran for the first time, like in forever. Yeah, I And died, dude, I died so badly. Like, <laughs> I actually laid on the grass for like 30 minutes and I couldn't even move. It was pretty bad, but, but I'm here. So yeah, besides that, um, been enjoying life here, but yeah, mostly just exam stuff. Nice. Right on. How far did you run? 
like 1.91 miles. <laughs> okay, bro. I was trying to make it to like two miles. Actually, I was like not even trying to make it to a distance. I was like, there's there's this park, and I was trying to run around the whole thing, which actually turns out to be about two miles. So like, I didn't know that. So I was just running around it, and the very last part is like this half a mile of hill. Dude, wow. Uh, yeah, I. So like, I made it to where I wanted. It turned out to be almost two miles, but. Yeah, I actually couldn't make it further than that. Like, I was pushing myself to that top of the hill, and, like, that was the finish line. And, like, oh, man, the humidity, like, it's so hard to breathe. And plus, I'm out of shape anyway, so, like, on top of that, it's just it was probably <laughs> not the best thing to do for, like, the first time running out. But Yeah, that's the worst when you don't know the trail and you're stuck and you realize it's too late and the hill just keeps getting steeper. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, I am not going to stop because, you know, back in the day, I never quit. So just go, even though, like, you're not even close to what you were back, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> but, like, just do it anyway because your mentality is the same. Yeah, that exactly. was Exactly. But, but, yeah, I did it, though, so proud of myself. Woo, congrats. You've been running too, Will? Uh, yeah, shit ton. I'm trying to do a marathon. You know, I doubt one's going to happen this year, but, you know, what? I was planning it's on amazing. doing one in August. I was going to try to qualify for Boston. Dang. Whoa, that's sick. Yeah, so I don't know if the same. Have, have you Rosa, run a marathon before? Uh, no, I've done a half. That was terrible, so I said, <laughs> why not double it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll solve it. 13 sucks, so 26 <laughs> Makes sense. Nice. You run it all, Ja? Just to um, include everybody and talk about their running habits. <laughs> I spent six months to train for a 5K, and I ended up not finishing it because I was like, dude, why is there hills? <laughs> yeah, that is the extent of my running. You. That's the smart way. We should have done that. Fuck. Just don't run the hills. <laughs> no, yeah. Just say no. Shit. <laughs> That's what they meant by just say no. <laughs> That's but, okay, uh, running's great. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Running isn't the best either. Not yeah. Somebody's phone go off? No, I think that's, that's a police uh, siren. That's definitely me in the background. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I've I live next to near a hospital too. So like they always go by. So sorry if it goes off again. That's all good. No, I love my professionalism here. Our listeners have seen The Wire. They know how it is. <laughs> they must. They must. Yeah. But uh, anyways, with uh, now that we got that out of the way, um, yeah, our topic today, we're going to talk about something me and John touched about last week. Uh, topic last week was things we just don't understand <laughs> and uh, just going through things that are popular that we just never understood. Not in a hateful way, but, you know, things that just like, I don't know, just, we just never got the concept of. One thing that came up was EDM, the music style. Uh, John and myself, we generally go gravitate towards the angsty, pissed off rock music. Uh, a lot of mosh pits, a lot of sweating, a lot of uh, middle school emotions. <laughs> that they just have world. a lot of emotions to get through, okay? Exactly, yeah. Um, music's for. Yeah, exactly. So uh, EDM was brought up last week on the topic we didn't get. So uh, we wanted to uh, get some experts who uh, knew a lot more about that because me and Jock could talk about it for an hour and we would just sound like uneducated fools like we usually do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, proud of my friends, Will and Nicole. So uh, yeah, you guys want to take it away with uh, like, I guess, how you feel about EDM? What's, uh, I don't know, what's your, how into EDM are you? How often do you listen to it? Would you say it's your favorite genre of music? Anything comes to mind? Mm -hmm. well, I was actually going to start with like what you guys probably talked about it before, but since I don't really know from your point of uh, point of view, it's like what do you guys 
think EDM is? Like, just sum it up. Like, what do you what do you see it as? Like, what's your what's your perspective on it? You can take that jaw, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think. Okay, you know, so personally, my perspective of EDM music is is that like, uh, it's just another genre of music. Uh, people enjoy it. I do understand that people go to it because of uh, the concept of plur, which is what peace, love, unity, respect, or something like that. And so a lot of people tend to prefer to go to raves because of the unbiased culture that it, it, it tends to foster. Uh, I do know that people go for either whether it be the, uh, the, the culture, um, the um, what you call it? lights, and music. I think I repeated myself at some point, but I don't remember anymore because I had way too much coffee. But um, in my personal opinion of it is that's cool. That's totally, if people want to go to raves and do stuff with that, sure, by all means, I have my own subgenre of music I listen to, which is middle school rock, which I've never outgrown for the last like 28, seven years, however old I am. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't get why it's so popular given the other stuff involved with it and what else do i think vince what else do i think i think that's about it (laughs) oh and i guess one more it's it's one of those things where it's like on dating apps it's kind of weird where it's like i see a lot of people who mention like edm and rape and a lot of them on their profiles for whatever reason it's like a deal breaker and especially with like asians i don't know why that they identify it so much to the core where it's is basically like one of their foundations of their personalities if that makes sense and just to clarify jaws asian so he's not being racist when he says that <laughs> Got it. i have credibility there <laughs> okay yeah actually well i'm asian too so i understand that actually so we will do you want to go or should i go? i mean it sounded like you had a good segue there with uh <laughs> i thought you were going to talk on that i could you know give my perspective but it's not going to touch on that at all so Okay, because like, I actually so one thing uh, I picked up on when you said about the dating ass with Asian. So, okay, the thing about EDM is that it's like so broad that you can't, you know, there's like, so many genres and different people fall under each genre. So I think that's like a huge reason why it's popular because there's literally a niche for everyone. And um, just to touch on the dating part, which I actually 100% agree with you on that. Because like, um, I mean, I'm a huge EDM fanatic. My favorite genres are like house, techno, um, like, uh, actually those are probably the main ones, progressive house. And um, Asians tend to like future bass, which is like, they call it sad boy music because it's like um, very specific artists like Millennium, Akali, Porter Robinson. And it is like a personality and a lifestyle for them. And it does actually define who they are. So when you see someone that likes that kind of music, you know they're like super sensitive. (laughs) And that would actually like turn me off too. So to be honest, like whenever I see people who uh, label themselves as liking that genre, I actually do not automatically like will go to them. Or I try not to judge them, but they are very easily judgeable. Like they definitely fall into like the sensitive category, people that are like very dependent on that like image. Uh, so. To be honest, all those different subgenres you just named, I did not know existed, nor do I comprehend or understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's like the, 
that's the crazy thing about EDM. So um, should I just go into like how I started or should, just, Will, do you want to say something? Yeah, so I'll go with how I started because I wasn't always a fan. It really didn't, I didn't like it until, what was that? About college, my friend had a really good sound system. And I think how you listen to it definitely matters in terms of the setting, how good the audio is. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I first heard who was, it was Skrillex. And he had just a really nice car and it just sounded, just the beat. It's really just all about the beat and the energy behind it. If you don't, if you're not really a beat first, lyrics later person, I don't think EDM's for you. Yeah. yeah, I actually agree with that. That's that's pretty accurate. It's gonna be the one liner on this podcast when there's a <laughs> summation. <laughs> Something we learned. It's all about the. If you don't like beat, you ain't about the beat. <laughs> it's about how you feel. feel. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, what other genres do you guys like? I guess like did you like? I guess I wonder. Did you guys like pre before liking EDM? Did you have the same kind of thoughts we did? That it's like ah, it's just like pressing a button. It's just like druggy music, whatever. And then like you got into it and you're like, okay, it's totally not that. That was just stereotypes. Did you feel that way too? Or like you always kind of like dug it? Um, yeah, for me, a hundred percent felt that way. I mean, growing up in the Bay, like you're surrounded by hip hop, rap, like rock. And like, I definitely grew up liking hip hop and rap, like exclusively. And then, yeah, I mean like pop rock, I would say that was like my other genre. And I definitely did not want to convert to EDM, even though I knew it was getting bigger. So this was like, uh, I guess post high school, even though EDM has been like, you know, big the last two decades, three, actually since the 60s. But um, yeah, I refused to like go that direction because I also had that judgment with like, I'm just pushing the button because I even like think that far. I was just like, oh, that's like super basic music. Like all I thought about was dubstep, which not gonna lie, that's not my genre. So I still don't, I still don't like that kind of music. And so that's why I define EDM as and um, uh, I met like actually my sister and then my boyfriend introduced me to like music that I actually really like. So the first artist that opened my opened my mind to EDM was uh, Armin Van Buren and Cascade, who was on the radio. And I was like, oh, this is EDM. Like, okay, like this is not just dubstep. So yeah, it wasn't until I went to my first rave though, which was EDC 2013, where I actually understood what EDM was, but Prior to that, it was like a build-up toward that moment. Like, I was starting to listen to more artists. So, um, but yeah, in the beginning, it was definitely, like, very judgy towards the scene. And so I feel like you, you, don't, you can't really understand it until you, like, delve into it without yeah. biases. I feel it. Did you feel that same way, too, Well, where you, like, didn't like it at first? Yeah, but I feel like that's because I just wasn't really, you know, looking for it. I feel like someone, to get into EDM, you have to have someone show you like where to start and then go <laughs> yeah. off of that. You can't just go listen to something and expect to like it in EDM. Cause there's so many different genres in EDM. Yeah, it's true. I think when you really like a genre too, like there's a million subgenres within it that nobody can tell the difference between. Like I love metal and like I could play like a million different like bands that scream. And I don't think you guys would be able to tell the difference. Like similarly, just like why I couldn't tell the difference between Armin Van Buren or Skrillex or- uh now, see, I, I, I'll have to disagree there, because for the longest time, I didn't like anything Nicole showed me. I'm like, no, this is too soft, this, this isn't hard enough. Because, you know, Cascade, you know, there's a lot of singing and softer beats, which I do like Cascade now. But when I was first starting, I was younger, I just wanted in-your-face hard drops, and that's what Skrillex pretty much is. 
That's true. That is like a key difference between you guys. Cause Nicole, you generally like the more like, I guess like emotional journey kind of like really like, yeah. like hitting you in the fields. And then will you like the harder stuff? Yeah. Nicole likes to find something out of it. I just like, <laughs> just so true. Will you do me so well? Yeah. <laughs> I need something that like literally like takes me on a journey. So yeah. by the end of it, I'm just like enlightened. <laughs> and it could be anything. Like so, it's not even feels you techno. That shit will delve into your like um, I don't know soul and thoughts that you don't even want to like think about. But it just like makes you focus on things that you would never like think about normally. And sometimes actually like solve problems that you didn't expect or want to. So, and that, cause it has like a very repetitive beat and some people find it boring, which I understand. Cause when I first got into the scene, techno was so boring to me. I was like, I don't understand why the, like why the, everyone loves techno, but it's dark. And there's actually different aspects of techno too. It's not just one type. And it like definitely like leads you into like a thought process. And it kind of like puts you into like a mode where you can actually just like forget where you are and like kind of like introspect and also the bass is crazy with techno like you'll feel it like you'll feel part of the music with techno <laughs> so it's like it's very different and like my my taste ranges a lot actually but it doesn't range all the way to, to dubstep or, or to skrillex like what they like so shame, shame. <laughs> all right you know? serious question like what is techno because like growing up i know like all edm to me everything is edm right and then, like, right. growing up, like, the term, like, techno made sense. So it's like, oh, okay, it's basically music that is coming from a computer that has no words. And then EDM, that term came up. And so now it's like, okay, so what is techno with respect to the term EDM? Yeah, so, I mean, EDM is, to me, actually, I just found out EDM is a genre, too, like a subgenre. But to me, EDM is, like, an umbrella term that encompasses everything, um, all the different genres. But... Techno, I think the, it's like, it all breaks down to beats per minute. And um, I mean, I don't like, if I like searched it up, like techno is, is like in the 120 to 140 BPM. And it has like a very, it has like a hi-hat, like uh, aspect of the sound. Like it's a hi-hat, like a the, the cymbal kind of sound. Mm. And there's like a certain bass. So you have to, you have to hear it. Cause like, obviously it doesn't make any sense, but like if I played like, like for example, Nicole Muda Bear is like the queen of techno right now. So if anyone listening knows techno, like they would know Nicole Muda Bear. Did you bring her up because her name's so. Nicole? No, actually, <laughs> Griffin loves her. Oh, I thought <laughs> but, she was making it up. <laughs> actually, that's me. Name <laughs> drop. Uh, that's. And I wish. Uh, but actually, to be honest, I don't even like her kind of techno. It's like a little too like repetitive, but. Um, like if anyone cares to listen, Spectre, S P E K T R E. Like if you want to know techno, that listen to that and put some good ass like headphones in. Cause like what Will yeah. said, you need like a good sound system. Mm -hmm. You can't listen to the techno or other shit with like some shitty ass speakers with no bass. Like then you won't understand. It's like you have to surround yourself, get some good listening apparatuses, and like um, turn all the way up because then you'll yeah. be like, damn. So listen to Spectre, and um, then I guess that's how that's how you know. Otherwise, I don't really know how to explain it to you. It's kind of hard to explain. Fair enough. Fair enough. I actually Googled the difference between techno and EDM, and it says the exact same thing. So you're right. <laughs> Good job. I fact-checked you, and you passed. This is the PhD oh, level content gosh. I'm expecting. 
Yeah, it says techno has a faster tempo with alternative octave bass lines, a bass drum, and open hi hat pattern. Yeah. Well, I'm musically illiterate, so I understood about like twenty percent of that. But sure. <laughs> yeah, that's. I feel like we about listening anyway. So like, just like you're trying to explain uh, your rock to me, and be like, what? But if I listen to it, I could probably see the distinctions. Yeah, to do it's totally different language. Some genres too. Like I feel like the alternative rock versus indie rock i still don't even really know like i cannot explain that to somebody it's like you just like you just know you just hear a banner like okay that's indie that's alternative that's indie and sometimes i'm a hypocrite and i mix them up so i don't know if it's the same way with edm and techno or anything like that it is i mean it's confusing to anyone in the edm scene still yeah like there's so many like memes about that and like people trying to like uh even trying to explain new music now because there's so many music that just it crosses all the genres so it's like you can't even explain to someone what it is like i don't know there's like aspects of house and aspects of like there's like a tech house a techno and house or like trance and house just like trouse you know like <laughs> it, it all like it's a crazy world out there man yeah trance and house had a baby so yeah that's it that's another thing I was going to say. Dubstep, trance, and house. I don't know. Do you guys like any of those genres or not? Like, I don't know. I don't, is dubstep, it feels like dubstep wasn't even like, that was like a thing a while ago. Now I never hear about that. I don't know. Anyone like those genres? That's what I, you know, got me into it. But yeah, it gets repetitive, or at least it was for me. So versus like house, is, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be like more build up, a little more variance, whereas dubstep to me is just like, Big build up, big drop. And you know, you can only do so much with that. I feel that. Would you say the drops? Feel... Oh, sorry, you can go. Oh, I was gonna say like, um, like knowing Vince actually, I feel like hardstyle and dubstep match your taste a little more. Like I feel like that might, that could be like somewhat of your niche, but it has to be certain artists. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the only artist, unless Will can think of something else. I, think, I feel like yeah, you can get, delve into. I think he'll need one of those hybrid, you know, dubstep house things. Because Vince, yeah. he likes the hard stuff, but he also likes, he doesn't just want it the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he, he's going to want a little bit of variance there. Wow. That's a surprisingly good insight. I don't even, I don't even know when I revealed that, but it's true. <laughs> Wait, have we showed you anything, Vince? <laughs> uh, kind of. Yes. Remember, we did a few hikes and like. Remember, we went to that big Santa Barbara hike and we all like played a song that was like I don't know, good nature hiking music. Yeah. Oh, and and off the iPhone five speaker. Yeah. Okay. We need. <laughs> yeah. We need to do that. Again. And yours and mine were like three minutes, but Nicole's happened to be like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that song was amazing. Uh, Transformation <laughs> song, dude. <laughs> I remember that was all right though. I'll go. I, I'll admit that one was okay. Wait, who did you show us, Nicole? Wait, what? Uh, probably, who did you show us, Nicole? Probably, I think it was Children by Robert, Robert Miles. Children Dream Dream Mix by Robert Miles. He passed away like two years ago, I think, or three years ago. Huh. Um, it should be me and Jaws' homework. We listen to this song and then report <laughs> what we feel next week. <laughs> that song is beautiful. That's why I like, I have a goat playlist. That is like number two, at least. Maybe, maybe one. Mm. Okay. Hey, just make a Spotify playlist and share it with us later. Dude, I have asked Nicole for <laughs> yes. that for the past ten years. And I, I know. Never... <laughs> That's just, like hella nervous because I'm like, because uh, I don't, because I know you don't really like my taste, and I'm trying to find stuff that you would like, which is kind of hard because I don't think I would like stuff that you might like. You know? <laughs> I'm very yeah, open-minded. What... I like some soft stuff, but uh... I mean, you like indie stuff versus like heavy metal stuff, so that's pretty diverse. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like jazz. I even like country. I like rap. I like blues. I don't know. I like most of I just, yeah, to be fair, if I'm being 100% honest, I haven't done a deep dive in EDM because I think part of the fun is us bickering about whether or not it's good. <laughs> <laughs> just don't show anything Imagine Dragons oh, That's my oh, most hated thing Actually no, just shit. give them Imagine Dragon remixes I was gonna say Because there's definitely a lot of remixes of Imagine Dragon out there Oh god <laughs> But uh, what about you, John? What, uh, like, has there been Would you confess that, that there's like an EDM song That tickled your fancy a bit? Wait, hold on, let me pull it up Because I don't know their names <laughs> Their names <laughs> Like they're not people. Uh, no, it's Skrillex, but I forgot what the title was called. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you oh, go. Boomerang, probably. Uh, I like that one. There's something involving killing. What was the other one? Oh, oh Bangerang, actually. Oh, kill oh. everybody. Kill everyone. Oh, that's kill everyone. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. See, like, I don't like Dustin, but there are some that are like pretty rocking sometimes. You just haven't seen enough Skrillex, Nicole. I think. No, I've <laughs> definitely like, seen enough. I seen on EDC, uh, and I was like, gross. Literally walked the other direction. <laughs> He does look kind of gross just looking at that haircut. And I don't even need to hear the music. Like, yeah, so I don't want, going, going I don't want what that guy's So going through my current playlist, I have Dead Mouse, I have Skrillex, Ooh. I have Wolfgang Gardner, I have some Linkin Park because mm-hmm. they collaborated with Steve Aoki a lot. So there's a yeah, few of that. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. You guys like Steve Aoki? I feel like he's like these all seem like older, like 2012. Yeah, he's died out. I think. Yeah. He had his, his old time. stuff is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he okay. opened up a pizza chain. Pizza chain. Oh. What? Well, you know, his dad is Benny Hanna, right? <laughs> what? Okay, well, that I just learned now. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. His, list- literally, his family, his dad owns, I mean, he is Benny Hanna or, or something. So they own that. And his sister is also famous for something. Dang. Just like greatness runs in this family. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Wow. And you know, Steve Aoki went to UCSB, so you know he's chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and, him and Jack Johnson should do a collaboration. UCSB music. I feel like that might turn out kind of weird, but hey, do it. <laughs> we need that crossover. We need weird in 2020. Um, yeah, looking at my artists, it's kind of similar. I got like all the hacky old shit, Daft Punk, <laughs> Justice, Paul Oakenfield. Mm. Calvin Harris. Oh, yeah, Paul Oakenfold or Oakenfield. That's yeah. chance. Yeah, it's only, it's only because uh, it was in the Jason Bourne movie in a chase scene. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I will admit, I think that's a good way to get hooked into music. Like, if you're watching a really cool scene and there just happens to be an EDM song playing and it happens to, like, match the scene, then that's, like, a good mm-hmm. way to get, like, I don't know, hooked into it. That's very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, Calvin Harris, yeah, Vince, you do like electronic. The Girls? Remember <laughs> yeah. that song? <laughs> yeah, I love, I love The Girls, but that's like, that's like, I mean, I don't know if I like Calvin Harris. I like two songs by Calvin Harris, you know? <laughs> oh, what's the other one? Impossible. You must, Calvin Harris is like every one of his songs is a banger. I don't know. You used to, let's see. What's, I feel so close to you right now. That song, uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's when he got hacky, you know? What? Yeah, okay, like that's that because one. it's overplayed. When it first came out, that shit was wild, dude. I was yeah. like, this song rocks, but it got overplayed, so it's like, okay. Like that is true. Maybe if it wasn't as played much, then I wouldn't hate it, but I don't know. I've always had this conspiracy theory. If you listen to the girls and then listen to uh, Feel So Close, that, that guy is not singing on Feel So Close. Those voices are so fucking different. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously there's going to sound engineer his, his uh, voice. Like, he's not going to keep the same voice every song. 
No way. No, no. I'm saying that like that's not him. There's no fucking <laughs> that guy sounds way too different. I mean, <laughs> maybe if it's like I don't know. Maybe if he really, really fucked with his voice. But you, if you listen to the girls, it sounds like a like Scottish guy who has just a bunch of shit in his mouth and can't <laughs> correctly enunciate his words. And then you listen to Feel So Close, it's like this smooth black dude, like, I feel so... I that is not him, no way. I th- well, I know for sure he's saying the, yeah, Feel So Close. So I don't know about the other, other song, though. Well, that actually leads into another stereotype, I think, that gets brought up. Like, the idea of, like, manipulating and just, like, if you're just kind of, like, the idea, like like you said with his voice, that, like, people could, like, mess with his voice and do, like, auto-tune and stuff. Do you, is that a stereotype that comes up that it's just, like, it's all just, like, working with a computer and there's no, like, organic feel to it? It's, like, literally just, like, press, like the stereotype of just pressing a button. Like, I guess, have you heard that claim by a lot of people who don't like EDM? All what the time. Guys? I don't – yeah, I get – that's, that's another divider. I, there's people that really care if, like, the artist put in work to make that song. And there's other people that just don't care. So I'm on that side where I don't care if you like, you know, push one button or 1,000 buttons. For me, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah, there's also, okay, that is like super false because, I mean, not what Will said, sorry, but with the pushing the button because there's like actually a huge difference in um, like artists because they're DJs who like, actually have like ghost producers or people that produce their music for them and then and DJing itself is actually really really hard like I thought so that's why everyone's thinking of pushing the button is like you know you see a DJ playing their set and it seems like they're just like dropping stuff and like at a club yeah like you see that and you're just like all right that's like nothing and sometimes it's like yeah they're not really trying that hard but if you go to like a festival or to a rave like part of the whole thing is they're not pre-recorded usually like they're they're trying to feel feel like the energy from the audience or the people. So if like you can tell people aren't feeling like what you're playing, then you're gonna have to change it up. And you can't change it like drastically. Everything has to be very smooth, so it's not noticeable that everyone keeps dancing the same. And um, there's like a lot of technical things that go with it. So uh, yeah, there's like a huge range. So like people who play. So for example, people who play main stage, which which is like how people mostly get into EDM in the first place is you start with the people at the main stage, which is usually like kind of poppy music, like a lot of drops, a lot of jumping, um, like a lot of lyrics. Like that's how you kind of like first, you know, test the waters. And uh, you'll see like, yeah, I mean, there's like vi- or close-up videos of them. Like they're like tweaking a lot of stuff on there and changing it up. And they're trying to bring the, like bring the energy too, not just like playing their music, but like, themselves as a person they have to like hype everyone up so it's like a huge it's not yeah it's like there, there's like a whole collaboration of things happening so it's so not, with yeah, that said not- what do you guys think about like because because of covid everybody has to like stream their performances what do you think about that like uh raves on what do you call it like live via like youtube or whatever because like you a lot of that what you said was very uh like they had to feel for the energy of people Mm-hmm. does that change your experience more so now oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean yeah now that which is like crazy because everyone is streaming now so it's like wow i could have been uh not paying all this money and watching them but i mean looking past that part yeah it's totally different like they're they're i mean that, there's actually a live stream going on next to the like to their video like on twitch so like people are commenting and stuff so i mean i guess they can go by that but yeah it's not the same like, i think 
for that for that they're mostly just going through like what they're feeling and what they want to play as opposed to like the energy in, in real life but I mean normally they've been, been doing pretty well and I mean some sets aren't that great like they're not always going to be good so hmm. that's a good question what's what's uh what's the best and worst set you've ever seen <laughs> let's just call someone out call out that local dj who's not even a professional yet you're the soundcloud guy <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so I got to confess, my internet keeps cutting out. So in case this is redundant, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's not. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, the wor- that's a hard question. The worst set. Man, what is the worst? I feel like I probably left if it was that bad. Because <laughs> when it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> At least for me, it's like, I don't want to. It's just like hurting my ears to hear this. Um, who's the- it was probably some dubstep guy. I can't quite remember, but. I would have to think it was, because if it's bad dubstep, it's just loud, just terrible noise, and you just don't want that. (laughs) So, um, ah, yeah, I I don't know. But for good? Skrillex? No. (laughs) Probably Gasly. Something by Gasly, actually. Gasly? That's the name? No, Gasly. Like Um, the Pokemon? Pokemon? Yes, like the Pokemon. I thought it was like Gassy, G-A-S-S-Y. I'm like, that's a <laughs> terrible DJ name. <laughs> no, yeah, something like that, Gasly. I like him because it's hard, but it's in the middle. He'll, you know, soften it up sometimes, and uh, his beats are just crazy. Okay. How about you, Nicole? Uh, yeah, I, for the worst sets, it would definitely be something dubstep. Mostly, if I was like... <laughs> yeah. If I was like dragged there, because like sometimes I am, and like you go with a group of people, and obviously no, not everyone has the same taste in music. And you try to be open-minded. So I mean, now I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going. But before I was like, okay, I'll just like go over there and check it out. And I think like all I can remember is yeah, there, there. It's like something like super bassy, and it's just like people. Okay, also I'm gonna like digress a little bit. My head banging is disgusting, dude. I'm gonna be a hater on head banging. I can't do any of that shit. So whenever I see that happening, I'll like leave immediately. Like I'm just like, it looks disgusting. I don't understand. Like what's what's so bad about it though? Head banging? Like are we talking to EDM or rock or what? Like the EDM head banging. I mean rock it there's like a certain like aspect of it that it seems okay about that. But for some reason EDM it just seems like um, like culty to me. It's just like you don't need a headbang to that shit. Like, I don't know why everyone's just like throwing their hair back and forth. And I mean, they're obviously feeling it, which like I respect because they like the music and they feel it to that extent where they had a headbang with their whole body and shit. So I'm just like, all right, like that's their life. But wow, for some I reason, didn't... it just looks very culty. I don't know why. Just like something <laughs> about it just looks gross. It's like they like... don't want to be headbanging. The music's forcing them to headbang. <laughs> no, it's like they, they like, on purposely headbang just because they're in that scene. Like you don't need yeah. to headbang to that music. Like you can like I can dance to that music without headbanging, but like you have to purposely like because it's such such a part of that music, like you have to do it because everyone else is doing it. That kind of shit. Wow. Like, That's super weird. I had not heard about that before. Had you heard about that, Jack? Actually, I'm kind of curious. Can you send that with the uh, Spotify playlist later? Because I'm actually like <laughs> genuinely curious right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get but, into EDM. Like He's song? gonna be a uh, <laughs> I know he's gonna be a headbanger, but like, well, at least you're into EDM. Like, that's, that's one step. He's been converted. Uh, okay, so this yeah, is actually, yeah. so this is something that I heard in the past where like I've taken some people to like their first rock concert, and then so for me, I like being in mosh pits uh, because mm-hmm. it's the only way I can release aggression in a socially acceptable manner. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I always go for the biggest guy. Um, <laughs> he means to have sex with. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no, but then so like people have told me, oh, if you haven't been to a real mosh pit EDM con- uh, concert, rave festival thing. And I'm like, wait, what does that mean? What does that entail? And they're telling me, yeah, no, the hard ones, people are just filling their arms and being super aggressive. That's a real mosh pit. And I'm like, wait, that's called what we look, look down upon at rock scenes. Because like, yeah. for the most part, mosh pits are like, they seem aggressive, but they're on actually on the safer end. Like people will stop and pick up the people and make sure that they're not hurt. Um, but yeah, so like, I've heard that like, it's very common at like raves for people to just kind of go crazy. So I'm not sure if that's considered a stereotype, but like, is that true or not? And like, what do you guys think? And I heard it's like mostly the Asian fuckboys doing it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not just Asians, like every white people, <laughs> Asians, like, yeah, that's what, that's the part that I feel like changed the scene a little bit. Cause like I said, it's so diverse that you want it to be plural, but these people, yeah, they, they actually do do that during, and I'm not gonna lie, it's during Carnage set, Carnage is a DJ. <laughs> And like he like tells people to mosh pit too, like mm. like he encourages it. But yeah, these people are hot, like because I've heard about you know like the moshing scene. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it looks aggressive, like you said, but it's not supposed to be like violent like that. But yeah, people are like straight up just like getting hurt, and it just doesn't look fun at all. And I don't understand it. So Damn. I've seen it, and I just walk the other way. I'm just like stupid, and I just like leave. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> No, you're right about that. There, it's not a stereotype. It actually happens. <laughs> wow. All right. Look at that. We're bonding but, over things. Hatred. What was your opinion? Fuck boys. <laughs> uh, you know, personally, I don't have a problem with it. I feel like as long as no one's getting hurt, right? I feel like it's just a healthy way to let out that aggression. I mean, I guess for those people, I'm assuming they went to the gym. That didn't do the trick, right? They <laughs> played Street Fighter on hard mode, won that, because they've been doing it forever. Still, still angry. All right, I need to go and push people. And now, like, all right, I'm settled, I'm fine. So I think, I literally think that's what they're doing. They just have too much aggression. They've tried other things, and it's not working out. So they have to go push trainers. I think it's a, at least for rock, I can't speak to EDM because I didn't even know there was a mosh pit, but like for rock, there's a huge distinction. Like mosh, there are mosh pits where like everyone's pushing each other, but it's like understood, like, you know what you're in for. And it's like, nobody's doing it maliciously. They're like having fun. It's like a healthy way to get out aggression. But at the same time, they're also like people who like purposely want, they're there's the occasional person who wants to like hurt someone and like pushes them when they're down and like wants to, I don't know, like people when maybe people are just chilling and then some douchebag just wants to like run through the crowd and push people when nobody's feeling it. But like, I don't know, like for the, for EDM, is it like, is it pretty, do you feel like people pretty clearly can tell that person who's just like fucking up the vibe and like shouldn't be pushing people and is, or like, I don't know. What's what, is it similar thing with EDM? Yeah, so, it totally is, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, Nicole would probably know more because I feel like the mosh pits are usually more in the front, which I'm in the front sometimes. But I'm pretty tall, so I'm like, you know, I shouldn't be blocking everyone's view. <laughs> I can oh, go in so the back. Nice and be fine. We thank you for oh, that. No, wow. no, 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 no. I'm not because it's always people. <laughs> oh, well, you're tapping, a good person. They tap on your back. Hey, can you? I'm trying to get by. I can't see. And after that happens, up for the fifth time, I'm like, okay, like I should probably just go to the back and let <laughs> these shorter people see. 
And honestly, sometimes if you're super, super close, doesn't the audio kind of suck anyway? That's how it is for rock concerts. I don't know. No, way better. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. Okay. No, actually, I think it's worse. It's like too, like, high-pitched in the front. Yeah, it's like you're in the eye of the storm. It's like you got to be far away. You need, like, the size, because the size is where the bass is. Yes. The sound bleeds over. Yeah. I never, well, I don't actually go to the front. I hate the front, because first of all, I'm far shit. Okay, first of all, the back is where it's at because one of it's like chill in the back. Everyone, well, okay, this actually leads to like some like a different part of EDM too, which is like rave culture. People in the back normally are more chill. They like to talk, so you can like actually meet a lot of cool people in the back. Also, you see the whole stage, which is way better. You see all the lasers, all the lights, like you see um, like everything around you. And they have fireworks sometimes. So if you're in the front, you can't see any of that. You don't. You can't, like, soak it all in. It's just like you're just looking at the DJ, which is, like, I guess okay for some people. But, yeah, and, like, the sound is better in the back of me. Like, you, you feel the bass more, and the sound, like, travels better. So I always, I'm always in the back. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're looking for. If I'm in the front, I feel more there because <laughs> I'm not talking, and I'm really just mm-hmm. listening to the music and just seeing what's going on on stage versus the back. You know, yeah, people are more sure. I'm probably going to be talking more and kind of doing a half and half listen and then talking to people. Okay, that's solid. I get that. Yeah, I guess for me, at least with every show I've been, it's just like when you're too close, it's like you can't even hear it to a certain point. It's just like staticky. So I, I agree with that side thing. I usually go, it's like love handles of a concert. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> it is, yeah. They're always open. Like for some reason, there's always more space there, and it's like sweet spots of noise, at least for me. You feel yeah, there's hella space on the side, right? I don't know if people like don't chill there. There's so well, people like walk. They use the side as like a walkway, so I guess it's kind of annoying. But yeah, if you find a good spot. It's like the best, and you, yeah, you get the you get the sound and the, the bass, which is most important. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a hidden gem. They're always open. It's like, I mean, unless you're at a super, super packed concert, but the sides are always like void of people. Yeah, yeah. I know, I totally. That's All right, look at that. Good. Rock music and EDM bonding. We did it. <laughs> we did it. But uh, that actually brings up two other stereotypes I was thinking of, too. So uh, I think we talked about this last week, job, but like the idea of hookups, like if we're talking about what type of music you're most, most likely to hook up at, at least I would guess it's EDM. Like, look at it, EDC. At least I think if you could pick out any genre, the girls look the hottest there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Has that been your guys' experience at concerts or anything? I mean, yeah. My friend met his wife at a Skrillex concert. So. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think of all the concerts and genres, it's probably the best one to find somebody. I mean, you got the whole positive, you know, plural thing going. Uh, there's no lyrics for the most part, so you don't have to, oh, what he say? It's just, you know, background noise, so, yeah. 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 I like, yeah, I agree with that. Like, yeah, blur, but also, um, it, it, it just attracts a lot of different people. Like, I think that, um, like, it's just diverse amount of people that come to see, like, one artist or a few artists, and, like, it's, it's a more welcoming, like, culture opinion and also if you're talking about like big festivals yeah everyone's like half naked so that helps <laughs> so like yeah. um there's that yeah and girls are pretty hot guys are like i mean i actually don't really look at guys so <laughs> i look at girls more because damn dude girls like put in a lot of work and it goes unnoticed let's just say that 
and like I think it goes unnoticed. But. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Did, I, did I say the wrong thing? It doesn't yeah, go unnoticed. It doesn't, doesn't go unnoticed. Go. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go unnoticed. That's they have I mean. their own hashtag. <laughs> yes, What's exactly. It, booty? So, yeah. I will admit yeah, when I was single. Booty. Yeah, when I was single, that was like if we if we ever went to a rave between the three of us, that was like ninety percent of the reason I would be okay with going. <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, I'm gonna bring this in because it's true. Like, people are are all, like most people are on something, like whether that be alcohol or other substances, and like you're gonna feel the love more when you're not sober. <laughs> so, like that also like ties into like I think why people hook up a lot at festivals and. Yeah, that's that's a huge reason actually. But I feel like it's not just to EDM like that. It's like a stereotype of EDM and not gonna lie, like a lot of people are doing shit. But I feel like people do a lot of stuff at you know, every concert. Like they just it's just not as like um like public about it. Like people don't like focus as much about that as like when people are on substances listening to EDM. Yeah. That's actually perfectly leads in cuz I was going to bring that up too. Like it seems like alcohol is like like any concert you go to there's gonna be people drinking but like i feel like rap rock like typically you don't hear people like dropping acid or uh taking molly like at a rock concert as much i don't know have you ever done that joe <laughs> uh, so the only thing i've ever seen i mean it's kind of hard to avoid is like the smell which is weed and alcohol is served at like every like tent pretty much mm -hmm. so like, yeah. those are the only two things i ever see i never really see anybody really doing anything else um so with that said, like the first and only uh, rave that I've ever been to, some dude, I, I was pretty sure he's on something. He was standing next to me the entire time and just staring at a bunch of girls and just like inching closer and closer the entire time. And like his mouth was like half open. And I'm like, I don't that's think that's creepy. okay. And I saw like the girls gravitating away. And so I, I ended up just like put my arm around the guy. I'm like, hey, you should go that way. And I push him in the direction of like water or something. I asked you not to bring up that story, John. I thought that was just between us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vince. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait, this sounds like someone I know. <laughs> but, so no. that's, that's kind of like my impression of like the whole, like, because I know people have said that like, it, it really helps enhance the, the experience for them. So, I mean, by all means, whatever, that's, that's your thing. That's probably not going to be my thing. But like, I've seen also like the other side of it firsthand. And it becomes like, oh, this is kind of slightly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah, I can, I can see, see that being a, being a huge turn off yeah that I mean of course you're gonna run into anyone like I mean yeah you're gonna run into people like that everywhere so but I mean that in particular that is like super disturbing I'd be like pretty grossed out if I saw that and he might have been on something or he could just be a creeper in general like who knows but uh, yeah. yeah I mean substances do like make things make what you already enjoy like a lot better and have like a better time in a way but definitely shouldn't like rely on that kind of stuff to enjoy being where you are yeah totally what would you, what would you say your guys is like ratio like if you're going to a rave like what's your how often are you like plan to be on something versus like want to go in stone cold uh i don't think i've ever gone stone cold <laughs> uh, let me think <laughs> okay and like stone cold being like maybe a few beers but not like taking money oh. Oh, I don't go to that many raves, to be honest with you. I've probably only been to a handful in my life, but um, pretty low on that, you know, stone cold with few beers part. I mean, 
Cause it's like, yeah, A, I don't go that often. So when I go, you know, we're going to do the pregame. We're going to get there. We're going to get more drinks and go pretty much all out. So, okay. I don't know, four or five, something like that. I definitely went to one and didn't do that much, but mm. I can't think of too many more. So. Do you think like if you hypothetically went into a, like a rave or an EDM show, like totally sober or just a few beers, do you think you'd enjoy it less for you personally or? Uh, it depends on the artist. You know, if it's someone really good, it'd probably be about the same. But if it's someone just okay, I'd probably be like, eh. Because you can only listen to so much EDM at once, at least for me, before you're like, ah, I kind of miss lyrics and words. <laughs> so, yeah, it just depends on the artist. Okay, fair enough. Do you, uh, how about you, Nicole? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I love electronic music. So, like, I can go, I can... I can definitely go sober. Actually, I've been sober like a lot of times, but um, it kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, whenever I go to, so I go to like a lot of raves, like back before COVID, I would say I go to like an event at least every month, like once a month, which is why I'm broke as shit. <laughs> Another story. But like every big event, I would go every three months. So like those smaller events, yeah, I would maybe like drink a little bit, but nothing to like where I'd be fucked up or, and also, I hate bathrooms, so I try not to go to the bathroom that much. So I try not to drink that much. And uh, so, like, yeah, actually, I love just being in the moment, and I love the music to the point where, yeah, I don't need anything, and I'll, like, have a great time. And I remember everything, which is really important for me. But yeah. if it's, like, so it kind of depends on, on my um, feeling. So if I've seen an artist, I like definitely seen artists multiple times. If I see an artist a lot, I might, yeah, like, but, oh, let's, like, try something. Like, I would, like, roll, or that's kind of the main one. And then acid, I say for like big events, like EDP, Coachella, Electric Forest, like things where I'll be like out in the open and not contained into like an auditorium or whatever. And I feel um, yeah, so like EDC I actually have like a system. So EDC specifically, I'll just say like it's three days. I usually go all three days and uh, go all three, three days, days as in like on something or. No, I meant, like, I attend all three days. Oh, okay. Like, some people just go, like, you know, one day or two days, like, as I'm trying to say. But I go, like, the whole the whole time. <laughs> the first day, I go sober every single time. Because I just want to, like, like, get into it easy. And also, it's probably the day I'm traveling as well. And plus, like, I don't really need to be on anything. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to spread myself thin. Like, that's not why I'm there. And then, and if I, if, just to remind you, EDC is from dusk till dawn, so it's not like normal hours. It's like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Actually, 6 p.m. to 9 a.m., because if you're camping, which is what I did, it goes to 9 a.m. in the morning. And I'm literally like up dancing for those 14 hours or whatever. Um, so yeah, the second day I usually like roll and I don't even do that much. Like people like redose, that's like a thing. Like they still, they're like rolling throughout the night, like almost the whole time that they're there, which is like, I don't agree with. So I only, I only do like one dose for me, which lasts like four, like four hours, four and a half hours. The rest of the time, like sober. And then, then the third day I close it off with acid cause it's like, it brings everything together and makes it like just this beautiful moment. So. That's like, that's what I do for, for EDC. In Nicole, you're going to have to send me your playbook because one of, <laughs> Yo, the main, <laughs> one of the main reasons I haven't gone to EDC was I'm like three days, I'm going to be dead on day 1.5. <laughs> like, it's, it's just not happening. There's so much standing. 
dancing, mm. yelling over the music. But staying sober the first day, <laughs> I, would, I would definitely not do anything that first day just so I can make those nets too really Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just there in the moment. And it's like so fun anyway. Plus, you like you have the adrenaline going because like, like you walk in and it's basically like Disneyland for adults. Like it's just so overwhelming. <laughs> and there's like so much to do and so much to see. And so you even feel tired. Actually, I never even felt tired the first day. Like, I was just like cool constantly day. walking. And then, I mean, you sit down too. There's rides. There's like, there's really cool places you can just relax and no music. And like, there's just so many things you can do that's not music related too. And there's like, what, six plus stages. So like you can do whatever you want but yeah the next two days is definitely like it's a it's like uh i wouldn't even say it's a marathon it's it's kind of like yourself you kind of have to be like mentally strong to survive the next two days because <laughs> it is it can be tiring but if you like love it also depends on who you're with so that's really important too so yeah like, nicole all that together Nicole can't run two miles, but she can stay up three days and listen to you. I know. That is 100% true. I can literally survive three days with like, I don't know, 10 hours of sleep in between those three days. I'd still be okay. And I probably can't do that normally, just like in a, in a typical week. That's yeah, pretty which, impressive. Which one's worse, that Nicole can barely do two miles now, or that I could probably go run like 20 miles, but I can't last three days for a concert? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I feel like that works out. Having friends with different strengths and advantages, you guys can like pick each other up. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, didn't you like EDC this year? Like obviously, you know, with COVID it's not happening, but like, wasn't that like two weeks ago? You, uh, you were like watching it virtually, Nicole? Hell yeah. <laughs> Three days of virtual EDC. Oh, yeah, they man. played, they had it for, uh, what's it called? Uh, the same weekend that I was going to be, which was like in May, mid-May, and they, I mean, it wasn't like a, a true EDC where it's dust till dawn, where they have like hour sets of like all these different DJs at different stages. They had one stage, and it was like five hours, maybe. I don't know, long because like they have like all these DJs, but they only played thirty minutes, so it's like a lot. It's like a lot. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like a DJ usually needs at least an hour because thirty minutes is like nothing. Like it feels like your blue balls. Wow, that's so interesting. I feel like bands could totally play like 20, 30 minutes for rock and it's fine. It's just like you're an opening band, but like, wow. I mean, I've been in 15 minute sets where I'm just like, dude, I could have had more, I need more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of depends on like the progression they have. But yeah, EDM is all about progression, usually. I mean, there's like ones with drops, like dubstep, but usually there's like a progression. So like, so it needs like an hour to it builds you up and then like you know it plateaus a little bit goes up and down then it like starts to go down to the end which takes like i think an hour does it's like minimum but yeah half an hour just feels like way too fast like it just go just flies by in the blink of an eye Damn. plus there's not that many lyrics at least the music that i listen to there's not that many lyrics so it just it just feels like it goes by faster because it's just like part of, like what will saying it's like part of the background too like you don't have to listen to the whole thing but it's just like part of like your environment. And That's like what makes it even it. crazier. No lyrics and like 30 minutes feels short. <laughs> Cause you would think it's the opposite. Like with lyrics, it goes by faster. Uh, you should look up I O like lowercase I underscore O and uh, like anything like just search that I O with insomniac. And he's been playing like a couple of sets for these virtual things, like virtual ravathons for insomniac. 
yo, that shit is like, it's crazy. Like, you'll understand when you listen to it, and then he ends, and you're like, what the hell? Like, keep going. But nah, he stops at 30 minutes. So that, yeah. He's a, he's a good, he's a really good artist. He's like my, one of my favorites, too, my top five. Man, I'm just going to listen to it in like 30 seconds, and I'm going to be like, I can't take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Well, I love you, Shy. <laughs> I allocated myself two jokes during this whole thing. That was one of them. So, honestly, as long as you try, like, I'd be happy. Okay. Yeah. You can try with the open mind. You can't be like, hell, like, bias going in, like, ask ah, that suck. Like, whatever. I'm just going to, like, turn this off right away. You have oh, to yeah. actually, like, yeah, open your mind. Yeah, it's all about open-minded. I mean, me, we joke about it, but I mean, at least I feel like I could open-mindedly listen to EDM. Like, if I had the right person who, like, is like, all right, listen to this mix. This will, like, be the most fair assessment of this genre. Like, I don't know. Do you feel that way, Ja? Uh, for me, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you you have your music that I, that I can respect. All right, you do you. And then I have my music. Just I won't make fun of you as long as you don't make fun of me kind of thing. And so that's yeah. kind of like with uh, EDM where it's like, all right, cool. You can listen to it. You can recommend me stuff. Chances are I won't like it because <laughs> I have my genre that I never outgrew for the last like 20 years. But I'm going to stick with like what I know and what I like. So what we're saying is we're not advanced enough to <laughs> enjoy EDM. <laughs> I like my bubble seeing? and I ventured out and I didn't like venturing out my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that bubble could be pretty goddamn luxurious. I don't know. I mean, you can just expand that to life like change change is scary but life is scary too you just have to step outside and be uncomfortable for a second yep try yep like you need someone to force you honestly like i understand because i mean most people don't like change i'd probably be like yeah um dubstep sucks someone try give me you know give me like dubstep i'd be like no but if someone like i mean like kind of not, not forced me but like, was there with me and then maybe it would maybe like push me to like be more open-minded so i think like for you jaw you might need someone to like actually take you to an event or yeah. like make you listen to something like i feel like you can't just do it on your own because you don't you're not interested in doing it like what's the point like what's what is like the you know the point for you to do that for yourself like there kind of is no, like none but if you have like someone to go with to go with and like guide you i think that'd be ideal yeah i can't think of anyone that just found EDM. They always had some type of person right there with them like, hey, listen to this. Listen to this. That makes it sound like a cult. <laughs> you had to be recruited. It does, but it's, you know, it's it not works. A lot. Yeah. It works. And so actually some mu some music can be culty, dude. Not gonna lie. Like uh yeah, headbanging. <laughs> yes, headbanging is culty. There's another artist that I feel is super culty and let me think uh, who it is. Uh, shit. I oh Elenium. Okay, I like Elenium, but holy shit, I think he's, I think he attracts like a very certain amount of people, and they, they're like mind controlled or some shit by his music. <laughs> Jeez. And I actually liked his albums when he first started, not to sound like one of those, like people are like, oh yeah, like I knew him before you knew him, that kind of shit, but, but it's kind of true, his like, per, his like beginning albums were really good, and like, I felt like um, I could relate to them, but then now he's playing stuff that I just feel like has attracted, like, yeah, this kind of vibe where it does feel culty and, and like, when John was saying about the dating app thing, it, it attracts those exact people to his sets. I hate being there because they all fit this, like, cookie-cutter image almost, and it's, it's, like, kind of annoying to see it. So I just, like, yeah, 
so there's like so many layers of EDM basically is what I was trying to say and I could I can understand people hate on it because they see certain aspects where like that's not ideal or like yeah you don't agree with it or it looks stupid because I am also in that boat sometimes but yeah you just have to find your niche so I think for me, what's worked in the past is one of those things where it's like, okay, I have to stumble upon it or else like I want to enjoy it. So I've had people, Vince included to recommend me anything. So anything from like TV shows to even music where I'm like, all right, I was not into it whatsoever. But if I stumbled upon it, it's a lot better. So like with my given EDM playlist of songs from like 2012, um, a lot of that has just been like stumbled upon. But then definitely people have like recommended me stuff. Oh, you might like this. And I turned out I just didn't like it at all. Mm. Yeah, it's it varies a lot. And actually, like you brought that up, honestly, like when I first started in the scene in 2013, it's it totally different than what it is right now. Like 20, like 20, when you said 2012, that was like progressive house era. That was more plur. Like that was like true rave culture vibes. I felt like. I mean, prior to that, it was probably like, even more so. But that's like, that's what grabbed me actually to like love the music more because I went to EDC and I've like never experienced like so much like love and diversity and like genuine kindness like anywhere. So that kind of just like, that brought me in into the music more. Like I would say I liked the music, but once I went to EDC 2013, I loved EDM. I was like hooked. Mm. And then, but now it's like so different. Like EDM now is everything. Like. I don't like people say plur doesn't exist anymore, which I don't think is quite true, but it's definitely less because there's so many different genres now. And it's attracted like so many people now, like like the whole scene is like growing huge. And when more and more people come, you get like all the anno you know, annoying people, horrible people, like part of the scene that like taints it in a, in a bit. So yeah, that's it's like it's definitely changed over time and, and now that's why I can understand like there's like a negative connotation to EDM. But the music jaw you're listening to in twenty twelve was amazing. Like I still love that time period a lot. Like a lot of the songs are in my goat playlist. <laughs> Damn. That's high that's high praise to get in the Colts goat playlist. <laughs> <laughs> actually that's i was talking to my other friend who's like super well not super but then she does like edm and she said pretty much the same thing or is it he i don't remember who i asked but um <laughs> they said like yeah back then it was a lot more of that like plur culture but more so mm -hmm. it, it it's i mean not necessarily toxic but it's like not that anymore <laughs> like any other gaming community yeah that's an that's that's another question like do you guys see like any future trends like is like is edm is like do you think if, at least to me, from an outside perspective, it seemed like it was bigger when I was in college. But, like, popularity-wise, do you feel like it's died down or do you feel like it's still just as big as ever? Or, like, do you see any, like, trends for the future that are happening? Hmm. Say something, Will. I know I was talking a lot. I, I can talk, like, forever about it. <laughs> yeah, you would know more than me, Nicole. You're in college still, you know? I'm out here... <laughs> Working every day, like I'm not asking my coworkers, "Hey, you hear that new Skrillex song?" You know what I mean? Actually, like, I have coworkers that are like into super like raves and stuff, and yes. they ask me, "Hey, did you go?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. Then I realize they don't really know me well enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, people of all ages go, bro. Like, I saw four people like raving, and I'm probably raving until I don't know. <laughs> Do you still rave, Nicole? Duh, are you kidding me? Do you? Okay. I didn't know. I literally that. just said I rave like every three months and I go to an event every month, dude. 
pre-COVID. Even during COVID, she still goes. No. Even COVID, I'm virtual raving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't count, right? I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah. before COVID, I went. I mean, before COVID, I, I go to events all the time. That's why, like, literally, why I have no money. But I have no regrets about that. So. <laughs> I'm the same way with rock shows. I go to way too many rock concerts. Well, you're kind yeah, of sparing. You love it. Yeah, exactly. Because you, well, you don't go to like a concert every month. You feel like you go to like ones that matter, like Halloween with. Yeah, with only if I really like an artist. I don't go just because like I'm curious or something like that. It's got to be like, oh, I know this guy's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I think the question that always comes up is like, will we ever go to EDC? Like for you, you would go. Oh to second. my god! Me, yes, I would yes. never want to go i would have to like really be hard convinced john ja, pretty sure would yeah. never ever go right john ja? i have other reasons why i want to go to vegas like what? all right john vince what if we buy you tickets would you go <laughs> if you oh. bought me a ticket that's that okay. shit is expensive dude and i've done this for people that's how like that's how passionate i am jesus you know this is recording right <laughs> is it bad that the first I thing that came to mind was can i scalp them <laughs> wow man it's all back yeah. to me that's too that's too generous. I can't accept that kind of thing. It's all I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know Will would take that offer though, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll I'll definitely go one day. I just don't know when. Yeah. Okay. You know. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one? Shit, maybe. I'm bored enough. I just might do it. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. Actually, you know what? That's fine. As long as you get there, I don't give a shit why. He wasn't saying he's only he wasn't saying he's only gonna go because he's bored. He's just you yeah. know <laughs> it's just more incentive. Like I you know, haven't gone out in months. It's like, yeah, I'll go to EDC, why not? All right. Oh, the, call, right, right. the call got triggered. It only took an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't me or Jai. It was Will. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, okay, so you brought this up earlier, and I want to, uh, I guess, get back to it. But then you said that, like, uh, okay, so I, had a past, I have a pastor friend who went out to different raves to interview people. And one of the questions that he asked them, because he wanted to understand, like, okay, like his students, because he's a youth pastor, his students are super into EDM and they want to go to raves. And so for him, uh, he's like, okay, I want to try and understand that. And so he went to a couple of raves and he went to go and ask people like, oh, what do you like about it and all that? And one of the questions he asked is like, oh, would you ever like uh, let a teenager come to a rave? And most of them responded with more on like the negative end where it's like probably not or like, oh, they have to like discover on their own. Whereas like, and he asked me like, okay, so you go to a lot of like rock concerts. What do you think about that? And I'm like, dude, I saw a full family at Warp Tour, like a full like five year old, six year old to like mom and dad. Whoa. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'd say no for teenagers. To me, a rave is basically a college party where everyone's invited, and you're gonna just get a lot because people are so accepting versus other genres. So I feel like EDM is just the most accepting genre. So. You're just going to get such a wide range of people. But teenagers, eh, yeah, I don't. Uh, if I had a kid, I'd probably say, eh, 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 eh. no. Yeah, I 100% agree with Will. Like, because, I mean, let's be honest, there's some things happening in the there's scene. There's some adult that, things. <laughs> yeah, very adult things, right? Are that teenagers should not be a part of. And teenagers are still growing, and like, that can actually fuck you up. And they're reckless. So not only are they a danger, to themselves they're a danger to others like, i don't know what they're gonna do that can like ruin other people's you know experiences so yeah i definitely would not want that and also like 
even so like raves and festivals they have like a minimum age usually and there's like 21 and up 18 and up even the 18 and up ones sometimes have a totally different vibe than 21 and up ones mm. like you can just tell there's like a maturity difference and like the intentions of people are there are different like the vibe is just so drastic in my opinion so like with teenagers there holy shit like no thank you dude and that made me so uncomfortable too because I mean, Coachella, there is no minimum age for that. And I was like, there was a family that came next to us with like teenage teenagers, like, or not, yeah, like middle school, probably. There was like, definitely looked like 13, 14 years old. I was definitely doing acid. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable <laughs> seeing these people next to me. And like, you know, I can't really control how I act sometimes on that, on that substance. So I was like, I was cracking up about something and all I could think about was like, okay, these kids are looking over probably like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> like hoping that they don't think I'm like on something and that I'm just actually just like that happy. I bet but those like, kids never listen to EDM again. They're like, that girl freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I just like that one fish that was there. Like never going to Coachella again. Yeah. Nicole, you should have told them, hey, your youth is ruining my acid trip. Age or grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you put on like yeah, grow up like five years, be more comfortable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a key difference with rock. Cause like Joe was saying, like rock is a genre. Like if I'm a dad, like if I have a kid, there he's for sure going to a concert as soon as he won't understand the words. Dies by it. <laughs> yes, straight <laughs> out of the womb. Oh, that's nice. his first spot. <laughs> so I've that's definitely awesome. been a lot of concerts where they like bring like the whole family along, and there's like a kid, and they're like. Some of them are enjoying it. Some of them, like, you can tell that their parents dragged them out because they want to go. Um, mm. But, yeah. You're no, talking about a rock concert, right? Rock yeah. concerts, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, like, it is interesting how, like, rock like rock used to be the dangerous genre, like, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. Now it's the one you can, like, bring your kids to if you watch them at EDM. Apparently that's not the case. <laughs> so Wait, That, might be, the, yeah. that oh, might be the transition in, like, 20 years. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, EDM is the dad rock of today. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're trying to be more accepting. Also, I forgot to say, yeah, people are like, they're, the dress in EDM is way more provocative than, uh, <laughs> I would say, rock. There's just a lot of rated art things happening in the EDM scene that should not be yeah, welcome for kids yet. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What would you both say is the, the cutoff age, 18? <laughs> uh, I mean, for anyone or for like my kid, like, who, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, we'll say both. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, if it's not someone I know, yeah, you know, 18, go for it, buddy. But if it's my kid, like, no, I just know. <laughs> I've been there. I know you're going to get in trouble. You're probably going to do something, you know, that you shouldn't have done. So I'd say 21 if it was my kid. Wow, look at that. I like that. That's maturity. Caring more about the kid. <laughs> yeah, How about you, Nicole? 18, That's 21? a hard one. Well, like... I'm biased right now because I mean, I'm 27, so like I prefer anyone to be over 21 to be around them. But to be fair, my first, I was like um, 19, no, I was 20 when I, when I had my did my first rave. So I wasn't exactly 21 yet. So I'd be like, oh, 18 and up is fine. So I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, I think 18 and up is okay, but preferably 21 and up. <laughs> All right, cool. We got a consensus there, but uh, I think we've been going for a minute, so I'm going to wrap it up one last question, but uh, I guess just like 
if you guys had to give like, I don't know, two or three recommendations, either songs or artists, like anything you've been listening to, like what's a, for the five or six people who listen to this podcast <laughs> with uh, what's like the, I don't know, what's two or three recommendations you would go with song wise, anything you've been listening to lately or just people who, I don't know, just you would recommend in general. Well, me and Nicole have one artist that we will both agree on. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely Boris Brenshaw. Mm-hmm. What's the name again? Uh, Boris, how do you say it? Brenshaw? Brenshaw, like spelled B, yeah, B-R-E-J-C-H-A. Huh. Wow, as if it wasn't hard enough to remember. <laughs> it has to be super European. <laughs> I mean, he is European. All the yeah. good DJs are from overseas, man. Mm. Like you're in like Norwegian or something. Yeah, pretty much Netherlands area. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> That's they they uh they breed DJs. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> all the good ones all the good ones come from there. Yeah, yeah. For, from him, I would start with um, Babamba. If I'm saying that right, it's B A B A M B A. Okay. And, uh, I say that because that song to me is like a theme pandemic song. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a pandemic happening when you're hearing that song. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, and would you, and Will, would you describe this? He's like techno, right? Ooh, I was going like, to say house, sure. but that's not house. That is, I don't know. House. It's like progressive techno. Yeah, there's like a mix, right? It's progressive. Like, it's that you got to throw. It's definitely progressive because the songs are eight minutes. It seems like average, well, but it never feels is, like though. techno is progressive. Yeah. But it doesn't uh-huh. seem like I don't know. There's some elements in there. It doesn't seem like true techno, but I, I feel like it's mostly techno. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Boris, Brad, <laughs> something, and Bamboo. <laughs> Wow, at least, <laughs> at least try. Goodness. Google, Google will figure it out. Google will figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We live in the Google Age. That is me trying. Fresh <laughs> chop. It's recorded. Okay, well, we can refer back to it. It's fun. Well, the song that I recommend from him is Kitty's Journey, which is easier mm. to remember than Babamba. Bababamba, or whatever. I don't even know what it's called either. All right. But, I don't think Vince will like that. I don't know if Vince will like that. I don't know. Oh, about Vince? Wanna, oh, okay. Or, right. Oh, oh, only for listeners. That's right. Okay. I would say in general. Yeah, in general. I just looked up Kitty's Journey, and I'm like, that's a weird name. I mean, the uh, the artist's name. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. And he has like a mask. It's like a Joker mask that he wears. Oh, jeez. I'm creeped up. Like. Yeah, he will take you on a journey, dude. Close your eyes, put on some good-ass headsets, and just get lost. Like, Drop that, Molly. Okay, you don't have to do that, but you could if you want. But, like, holy shit. Kitty's Journey, like, for my um, experience, like, it actually feels like if you imagine a cat, like, walking through the neighborhood and shit. That's what it feels like. That song feels like that. Uh. It's really good for focus. Like, if you're doing work, like, that song is so good in the background. Like, it just keeps you, like, it just keeps you focused. Okay, maybe good study music. Any uh, any other artists besides him or like random songs you guys would recommend as like closing thoughts? I'm looking at my YouTube liked playlist. Let's see. Well, before, because uh, I already have my list, just saying. So I'll just say who I, my favorite artists are um, IO, which I said earlier was like lowercase I underscore O. I'm going to send you a link to the YouTube, the 30 minute set, Vince. All right. Listen to that. And then um, Porter Robinson, Chris Lake is like 
high up there. Any set of his is literally the most fun set you'll ever go to. Holy crap. It's like all dance and it's like, yeah, a lot of booty shaking. That's a, that's a strong my, guarantee. The best set I'll ever see. <laughs> that's, there's a lot of sets. One of the I best see. sets. Like wow. I can't leave. I try to go, I go to set and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for like 15 minutes and then go to another person I want to see. This is setting so more I culty. Stuck. I can't leave. <laughs> I trying. get stuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I think my favorite of all time though, that I want everyone to listen to because he's like the best for best, like to me, the best uh, producer ever is lane eight. Huh. Lane never... eight with the number eight. And yeah, like all of his music is amazing. It's very like, uh, it's like that slow kind of spiritual, like journey ish kind of music, which I mean, I think it's, I, he's like house, but not really. I don't know how to really describe his genre. Hmm. But like I'll send you another I'll send you like my favorite or actually I'll send you his new album Brightest Lights he was on tour before the COVID hit I went to his tour and then COVID hit like a month later everything shut down I don't know so, I I wikipedia'd him and it says he's from America so I don't know if we can trust him <laughs> Daniel Goldstein is his name <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know uh he's American man <laughs> uh, he's so good yeah he has a label this never happened like uh, his yeah he has like events that uh, he doesn't allow um, people to film or to video because he, he wants people to be in the moment so he makes everyone he has like this tape that he puts around everyone's camera wow and it's kind of like a it's like an honesty policy like obviously you can probably take it off but like no one does and like there's also security kind of like watching for that Dang. and like you're just supposed to be so like there's no like recordings of this never happened like any of his events so like wow that's kind of cool. actually like a really awesome experience like yeah. he plays like for three hours and but the whole three hours is amazing so jesus dave Chappelle does a similar thing with comedy like i saw him once live and he uh has a thing where at the door you have to put your phone in like a cubby or like a bag where you can't use it like while you're in there and so nobody can record anything by him oh nice yeah 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 that makes sense yeah so yeah Com- comedy's its own beast though but uh cool i got some solid recommendations uh do you got anything else will i got all boris fam just look up boris you won't regret it <laughs> all <laughs> all <right. Boris. laughs> yes. sounds good all right so i guess final thoughts uh ja, do you feel convinced has your perspective changed to put you on the spot <laughs> no <laughs> all right my perspectives changed a little well, i mean a little bit it's good to hear the other side of things uh i'll, I'll definitely check out the artists i guess y'all won't but <laughs> oh i have it queued up i have like tabs open right now with whatever they like said <laughs> well then you are changed Yay. you're gonna check oh, it out there yeah, you go. you're gonna check it out that's good i appreciate yeah, i ja, i like i have a good feeling that you're gonna like my taste in music just saying <laughs> <That> <laughs> also because you like you like 2012 edm like anyone likes 2012 edm you know, we're on the same wavelength. Okay, for sure. But yeah, no, like I respect like the, not like some people like early on, I probably would assume like EDM is, oh, you just push some buttons and you just make some noise and boom, you have music. But then like I saw like a video about like how they uh, like make a song and stuff. I'm like, all right, I appreciate the effort and I'm not musically inclined whatsoever. Like I do not know how to play a single damn instrument. So I'm like, all right, I guess that's a lot of work and I wouldn't be able to pull something out of my ass that sounds like decent kind of thing. Um, versus like people actually like putting the effort in it so it's like i respect as a music but it's like one of those things where it's like definitely the stuff that i've like tried i just got bored yeah that's like any genre though you just gotta find the right shit whether or not we'll find the right shit (laughs) you will and in a year's time i expect to see both of y'all at
<laughs> or even two uh, years. I'll, I'll be lenient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. About that. We'll keep, <laughs> <laughs> just don't say no. Just keep it open. There's hope. There's hope. All right. Open. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I think we got to a solid place. Uh, any last minute thoughts? Any takeaways? It just sounded so culty on the end there. Just don't <laughs> say no. <laughs> Love it. I think that's the perfect way to end it. That's, that's how I think of media. We're about professionalism, remember? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, hope everyone stayed safe and I uh, hope you learned something. And uh, otherwise, um, yeah, don't join a cult. <laughs> Great takeaway. All right. Don't be a headbanger. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Peace out. Later. Bye.